Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, welcome to today's podcast. Um, Recently, well, last month, I went to Spokane, Washington to do a, um, it was called Be Bold Live, and it was with one of my life coaches, Jody Moore, who I love and adore and who I respect so much. And at this event, um, she gave us a recipe for a happy life. And I just wanted to share those um, ingredients because they were so powerful. And I'm just going to talk about each one and I'll put my spin on what I think they mean. Um, So to have a happy life, she gave 10 ingredients that you need to have. And of course, You might have other ones that you can think of, which is great. I would love to hear about those. But these are just the ones she talked about and that I'm going to share with you and kind of tell you what I think about them. So the first ingredient to have a happy life is confidence. And I think confidence gets um, misconstrued or, you know, people think you're arrogant if you're confident. um, But really, confidence is embracing all the amazing parts about you, but also all the negative parts about you because nobody's perfect. But if you're, when a person is confident, they're also able to say like, hey, I do this really good, but actually I'm really awful at this, right? I don't really show up this great when I do this. And in my own life, I think I've had to learn that. And really um, in 2018, I kind of started this journey because my self-esteem was like in the dumpster. It was like a dumpster fire. I had no self-confidence. And at least I didn't think I did. And was in the middle of my husband had moved out at the time. Um, He had been having an affair. We were getting divorced. And my confidence was like, I just felt worthless. And so I think I had to rebuild my confidence, and actually, it didn't take me as long as I thought, because I was like, is there a school for this? Like, how are you supposed to learn confidence? And I just started pretending in a way, but I just started acting more confident. And as I did that, I found myself believing in myself more, having more confidence. I started to take more risks. Um, and doing things that were maybe out of my comfort zone. And then also acknowledging like, you know what? I really don't like cooking. I don't really enjoy it that much. So I'm going to make a meal, but I don't need to be Martha Stewart here. I don't need to be, um, you know, the most amazing chef. Like I'm not in a contest. I'm feeding my teenagers and my family and they're getting food, but it I didn't need to be on uh, the Food Network, but maybe I was really good about my style or other things that I could really embrace and I enjoyed. So I just think finding what you're good at, but then also saying, you know what, I'm not really great at this and that's okay. So giving yourself permission because someone that's truly confident can do that. And I think that is so important. The next one is love and connection. 
And I don't think any of these are in like particular order. They're just how I'm saying it. But um, we all need love and we all need connection. So finding people in your life that you feel connected to, that you feel love from, it may not be from the standard, my parents, my family, my husband, my wife, um, my siblings. So you might have to look elsewhere for places that you can feel love, like friends or your, and first of all, you need to figure out how you're going to love yourself and connect with yourself. Because if you're not connected with yourself, it's impossible to connect with other people. So figure out who you are. Who do you want to be? Do some work on you. So I think love is really the best emotion to feel. And don't just give love to someone that you think deserves it or that gives love to you. You get to choose who you want to love. You can love people that don't even know you or love people that probably you think don't really love you, but you can still love them. It's okay. Um, The next ingredient is abundance and generosity. And for me, this has always been easy for me until I got divorced. (laughs) So I feel like my entire life, I've been a giving person, very generous. I've always given money to my church, um, to my kids. I've always felt very blessed financially. And it was always easy for me to, you know, I had beautiful clothes for my kids. I remember when they were younger, I had bags and bags of clothes because I had two girls. I always put them in matching dresses. And I had really nice maternity clothes. And there were some ladies that I knew that couldn't afford those. And so we just, I invited them to my home and we just like had a free shopping day inside my home with these clothes. And it was just so much fun. So, and I'm not saying that because, hey, look how great I am, but just was, it's, I think it's such a key to, when you've been blessed, share that with others. However, now that I'm divorced, I feel like I'm on a fixed income. I was a stay-at-home mom for 26 years, and my sole income is alimony, and that's terrifying. However, I've been working on this because I like to think, like, I, I know how to make money. I know how money likes me. Money is going to come to me as I build my business. People are going to want to hire me as their coach. So I've really focused on trying to have these abundant, generous thoughts. As I give, I will also receive. And so I think you really have to pay attention and be aware of what your thoughts are. Because sometimes when life circumstances happen, your husband loses a job, um, someone dies, whatever, you, your pay decreases, you can start getting scarcity mentality. And that isn't going to serve you as much as staying abundant and generous. And so still giving to the causes that you find important, still giving money to your church or whatever you find value in, still donating your time and money and energy is so important. And I really had to focus on that so that I don't go into scarcity. And that has been a blessing. And I really feel, especially this year, I've been really focused on this, that my life, 
how I make money in the world is going to change and is going to come back to me tenfold. Because as you put out good into the world, it always comes back to you. And that's not why you do it, but that's just how the law of the world seems to work. The next ingredient is purpose and fulfillment. And I think we all need to have purpose in this life. Finding something that brings you joy and um, happiness. For me, um, my purpose has always been with my children. Raising my children, teaching them um, to be good humans in the world. Um, Loving them no matter what. And sometimes that's easier said than done. But it's something that I always am trying to focus on. I love them. I may not love some things that they're doing, but I always love them. And also, for me, coaching has changed my life so much. So finding coaching, meeting people in my life that fulfill me, my friends. I feel like I have so many friends that I didn't always feel that way, and they fulfill me. They make it so that if I need help, they're there. I have that capacity now to ask for what I need, and people will be there to help me. And I that has been a fulfillment and a need for me that I've been able to figure out during this last year, and I'm just so grateful for that. So finding your purpose, finding what fulfills you, what fills your cup, because it's your job to fill your cup, not anyone else's. The next ingredient is the ability to navigate challenges. And I'm going to say I'm a master at this. I have been given, for whatever reason, lots of challenges in my life, but it is so important to Um, And what I've been trying to teach my kids, because they're like, mom, this isn't fair. Why do we have to go through this? You know, woe is me. But I'm like, great things are in store for you guys because you are learning to navigate things that most teenagers and young adults don't get the opportunity to do until you're 50 like me. So it's so important when you have a challenge to try to rise to the occasion and figure out how am I going to do this? What skills do I need? What do I need to do? Instead of going to, you know, feel sorry for yourself. And of course, that's going to happen sometimes and that's okay. So don't judge yourself. But if you can really learn to navigate your challenges and you're going to have lots of challenges. Some people have health challenges. Some people have financial challenges. I mean, there's so many challenges in the world. I feel like you read the news and there's a lot of challenges going on. So it can be overwhelming. But focusing on your challenges and your kids' challenges and, you know, your friends and figure out, okay, this worked for them. This was a good idea. Wow, that's how they dealt with their challenges. Because you know what the world does in challenges? They drink their challenges away or they drag their challenges away or they work their challenges away. I mean, there's so many buffers. They eat their challenges away. That's the one I do. (laughs) When I'm feeling like I can't do this anymore, it's like, where's the chocolate? But um, so figuring out ways, healthy ways that you can go through your challenges. Okay, the next ingredient, we're on number six, is to stay future focused. And that can be hard too. 
Sometimes it's so easy to go into the past and what if you were this way? What if you would have done that different? Why did this happen to you? Um, You know, what's wrong with me? Why did my family do that? Why were my parents that way? So we can't change the past. We just have to acknowledge it and understand it and learn from it. And then how do you want your future to be? And that's really all you have control over is your present self and your future self. So what do you want in your future? And I think it's really exciting if you can start thinking. And sometimes it's really hard to go too far future. You might only have the ability to go a week, a month, or a year, and that's okay. Some people like to go like five and 10 years. I'm like, I need to go. I'm more of a month to maybe a year in the future right now in my life. I feel like I can't go farther than that. But that is so important to stay focused on your future. Sometimes we have to go into our past, but just to learn a lesson and to remember, oh, yeah, I remember I did that. I I don't want to do that again. So that's another ingredient is to stay future focused. Number seven, have a growth mindset. And the thing is, we are always growing, whether if we just sat we're getting older, right? If you didn't do anything, you just laid in your bed the rest of your life, you're still growing. You're growing older. You're growing weaker. um, You're not progressing. So why not grow with intention and figuring out how do you want to grow? Like, I love lifting weights because I think, oh my gosh, I want to be, I don't need to be like a bodybuilder but I want to be strong. I want to have muscle strength so that when I do have grandkids or when I have to lift things that are heavy, which I sometimes have to do, I and I'm by myself and I can do that. I'm not worried about breaking my leg or my back. So think about things, how you want to grow. If you want to grow in your business, which I want to do, is so how do I need to do that? Do I need to be posting on Instagram? Do I need to do podcasts? Do I need to send out emails. What do I need to do to grow my business? So thinking about your growth, how do you want to grow in your life? And it could be with your children, with your religion, your spirituality. Do you want to become more spiritual? What do you want to do? So just thinking about that is such a great ingredient for your life. The next one is spiritual connection. And um, I think this is so important. Whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever you believe in is to feel connected um, to your higher power is so important. And uh, I think um, this has been one of my challenges because I've been angry at God but I, I'm trying not to be angry anymore. And to know God didn't cause any of my pain. He is just there to help me and help my kids. Ah, anyways, and I know having a higher power in your life, um, something in your life is going to make your life happier because it's not all about you. There is something bigger and greater than you and your family and the world um, because it can really get dark if you don't have the light that you need. So having a spiritual connection is so important and is going to create an amazing life for you and your family. Number nine is connection to yourself. 
and kind of talked about this when we talked about love and connection, but finding out who you are, what are your values? Um, I think we talk about this a lot when we're younger, but when you're my age, it's like, what do I believe in? What do I want in my life? Who am I? And I think that's why people might call it a midlife crisis um, because it's like, wait a second, my life this was not in the plan. This is not how my life was supposed to go. I was not supposed to get divorced. That was not my plan. But okay, that's my reality. So what am I going to do with it? Who who do I want to become? Who do I want to be? So connecting with yourself, no matter what age you are, is so important. And knowing who you are so that when life happens and when people come into your life, you can know, okay, are they trustworthy? Are they for me? You will have that connection to yourself and what you want in your life. And the last one is the skill of feeling emotions. And I almost want to put this at number one, but in our society, we do not teach people and especially men to feel their emotions, even women. We avoid them, we resist them, we ignore them, we buffer them because we think that it is wrong or bad to feel pain or sorrow or sadness or anxiety or depression. But the thing is, God made us that we would feel all of it because if we don't have fear or pain or sadness, we cannot have joy and happiness and peace. So we have to be able to feel those emotions and recognize what we're feeling. And that is, in my mind, so important. And if we can figure that out and teach our kids this, they're going to have such a more fulfilling life when they can recognize. And we don't say, don't be sad. Why are you sad? Why are you mad? Stop feeling that. You shouldn't be disappointed. Look at your life. You're so blessed. Like, we need to stop that and say, wow, I can see you're really sad today, and that's okay. Just so you know, I love you. Or um, you're scared. Why are you scared? It's okay to be scared. I've been scared sometimes, too. It's okay, but let's try it anyways. So giving permission to yourself as well as your kids is so important And sometimes you just have to bring anxiety in your suitcase. You're going to have to bring it with you. And it's okay. Doesn't mean you can't live an amazing life when you have anxiety. Because I think anxiety and depression are just huge emotions that a lot of people are feeling right now. But sometimes you can still do life with these emotions. It's just managing them, figuring out how to do that. So... I hope you enjoyed the ingredients that I learned at Be Bold Life, but also that I wanted to share my take on it. I just think um, focusing on how to create an amazing life is so much better than just like aimlessly trying to figure whatever out. And I would love to hear if you have some other ideas of what makes an amazing life for you. Um, You can send me an email at hello at lifecoachgen.com or um, send me a message on Instagram at happily even after coach. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachgen with one n.com. 
Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.